You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. Living Faith Church, our goal is three Ps. You guys know what it is? To help people discover their purpose, live in power, and live out their God-given potential. Purpose, power, potential. Say it. Purpose, power, potential. It's actually on the front of the card that you guys have there, which is the, actually, that's the mission. The purpose, the power, the potential. And here's the thing. I believe the main verse that really, when God laid in our heart to plant this church again, is John 10.10. 10. For the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I, Jesus, have come to give you life and life more abundantly. And that is the whole mission and vision of our church. Say, what's the point of this whole church thing? Well, it's going to be that. They live the abundant life that Christ promised us. And we do that through our purpose, in power, and through our our God-given potential. So tonight, the thing I want to talk about tonight is your vision and dreams. Your vision and dreams. You'll never hear me stop talking about your dreams. Because I believe your dreams matter to God. Your dreams, your desires. You want to go ahead and start this company? That's a desire from God. The word desire, desire, D-E-S-I-R-E. Yes, I can spell. Desire says debt of desire, Father God. Desire. So whatever is desire in your heart, it's of God. The Bible says that he will give you the desires of your heart. So our dreams... Are God-given as long as it's positive. You know, my dreams are, you know, whatever. I'm not going to give examples. But, you know, negative, then that's not of God. That's of the devil. But your dreams is of God. And so tonight, I will always be talking about vision, dreams, prayer. And these are the things that we'll be talking about and what we desire for us as a church. My vision as a church, right now I'm writing a cool poem of what the church I see. The church that I see is that we develop people to win in all areas of life. And to win means that you go after your dreams, you go after your desires, you go after your business, your goals, your aspirations. And that we pump you up and encourage you to go after that. Let me tell you right now, this world out there is trying to tear you down away from that. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, so I'm not trying to say anyone out there is trying to take you down. But just keep in mind this, that there's a quote I absolutely love that says, if you don't build your dreams, someone will hire you to build theirs. Let that sink in for a second. If you don't build your dreams, someone will hire you to build theirs. So my friends, here's the deal. Genesis chapter 1. Let us make man in our own image and let them have dominion. You are called to dominate. We are called to dominate. So if we're being dominated, that's not God. Now, give or take, we have to work for somebody, you know. You know, even when you have your own business, you have investors to work with. That's a whole different story. But the question is, are you going towards your dream? Are you going towards the vision that God has implanted in your heart? You know, it's, it's interesting when 
we think of the cemetery, and we think of, you know, we were recently at the hospice, and I thought to myself, how many of these people here are dying with a dream still left in them? And here's the thing. Recently, there's someone who committed suicide here in San Diego. Young guy! I wonder, I ask myself, well, I wonder what dream was he dreaming when he was younger? See, we all had a dream at one point. I dream to do this or that. And then disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. See, I quit dreaming. Because dreaming is disappointing. But tonight, I want to give you guys some three T's, three points here about your dream. On how to make your dreams into reality. And we're going to look through that through scripture. So Father God, tonight I pray that you will speak to us loud and clear. And that you will help us to understand how to make our dreams into a reality. We love you, we honor you, we glorify your name in Jesus' name. Amen. The first thing here is I want to talk to you guys here is this. Is that to make your dreams into reality, you have to understand that you are going to be tested. Say tested. Genesis 22, verse 1 to 18. It's kind of long, so bear with me. Sometime later, God tested. Oh, say tested. tested. Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. God said, take up your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering. On a mountain, I will show you. Early next morning, Abraham got up and loaded up the donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he sat out for a place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place at a distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there and we will worship and we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. And he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went together, Isaac spoke up to his father Abraham. Father? Yes, son. The fire and the wood are here, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? <laughs> Abraham then answered, so God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went together. Can you imagine Abraham lying to his son Knowing in the back of his head, oh, you're the offering, my boy. <laughs> okay. When they had reached the place God had told them about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. When he reached out his hand and took the knife to stay with his son, but the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay hands on that boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now that I know you fear God because you have not withheld him from me, your son, your only son. Abraham looked up and there in the thicket was saw a ram caught in the horns. He looked over and took the ram, sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. Jehovah Jireh. And to this day, it is said, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. The angel of the Lord called out to Abraham in heaven and second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, by the way, 
I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies and through your offsprings all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. My friends, people think, watch this verse and say, oh, geez, God's a gangster, man. He's like, let me, let me put you through a test. You know, it's like, let's see how faithful you are. Like, you know, go, go and murder that person, right? No, 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 don't, don't think it's okay to murder, by the way. Um, but this right here is a test, a test. See, Abraham has been praying for an offspring, a son. And then finally he gets it at such an old age. And then what happens? He says, go and burn it up and, and, and give it to me as an offering. The very thing Abraham was desiring, the very thing God said, I'm going to bless you with your son, God said then, give it to me. Give it to me. So the question I have for you and I is, what do we desire? And are we willing to give it to God? So you're telling me, Stephen, I built this cool music studio. So I got a lot of match and no, 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 none of that. Okay? None of that. So how do we then give it to God? It's not so much the aspect of burning it up and saying, let me, we don't do burnt offerings anymore, by the way. But giving it to God is saying, God, this is yours for your kingdom's sake. Everything we do is for the kingdom. Whether or not you like it or not, you are a minister. You are a minister of God or a minister of the devil. Everything you do, you're ministering. So when you go walking down the street and you talk to some person, you either bless them or curse them. Keep it in mind, there's no in-between. Oh, we were just neutral. No, no, no. You bless them or you curse them. You are a blessing to them or you're a curse to them. This is a business term. I say this all the time. In business, when you're networking, you repel people from you or you draw people towards you. There's no in-between. Every time you talk to somebody, you repel them away from you, one step away from you. Oh, I don't like that conversation. I had a conversation with so-and-so. Just, you repel them against you, one step, one small step, one small step. Or you draw them closer to you. God bless you. And so in that same way, understand this, that you are always ministering. And because you're always ministering, everything you do is a ministry unto God, unto the people that you talk to. So in order for us to make our dream into a reality, we have to understand that the test is coming. And the test of coming is, is am I willing to give up my desire, my, my heart, my vision, my, my dream to God? Does that make sense? Are you willing to give that up? Oh my gosh, the time's going by. Okay, the second part here is time. So first is test, next one is time. Your time, this is where I'm going to focus a lot of my time on, ahead time, is this aspect. Is that people think, I, want, I have a dream, I want this to happen. When will it happen? Now. When do we want it? Now. <laughs> right? We all want the dream now. We live in a microwave culture. We wonder, how come my dream isn't happening yet? Why am I not fulfilling what God thought? Okay, God, you, you called me to this. You, you told me this is what's going to happen. You know, God, this is your desire, desire. So this is of God, so why isn't it happening? Let me tell you guys right this. 1 Peter 5, 6. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you. 
in due time. Timing is so key. You know, there's two words for time. Okay, there's two types of time. There's chronos. Okay, chronos. Chronos is where we get the word chronological. Boom. Eight, nine, ten. Chronos. And then there's kairos. Chronos is this. Boom, 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 boom. Kairos, there is no such thing as time. It's God appointed. The Bible says in Acts, uh, I believe 16 or 13, where Paul and Silas were praying in the middle of the jail, the Bible says suddenly, the word suddenly there, the earth being the shake, the word suddenly there is the word kairos, meaning God appointed time. Did you know that all hell can break loose in your life right now, but it's just a suddenly kairos moment. Everything just opens up. I've, we've experienced this so many times. Angela and I have experienced so many times. All hell's breaking loose, and then boom, one moment, what? Blessing after blessing after blessing. This is happening? What the heck? A Kairos moment. A God-appointed time. Kronos versus Kairos. Galatians 4.4 4. But when the fullness of time came, God set forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law. Even the birth of Jesus was set appointed time. So if the Savior of the world has an appointed time to be born, how about your dream? You're telling me that the savior of the world is different than your dream to be a rapper. <laughs> okay, there's a time and place for everything. Okay, here's a big one. Ecclesiastes one through eight. There's a time for everything, say everything. everything. And a season for every activity under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to uproot, it's like a rap. A time to kill, a time to heal, a time to tear down, a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance, a time to scatter stones, a time to gather them, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing. You can see that's what word we keep, I keep using the words. I keep, what's that? Time. No, but the word I keep using is polarities. This is polarities. There's a time for everything. A time to be born, a time to die. So here's the thing. Ecclesiastes says this. It says everything is in its proper time. So here's the deal. Stephen, why am I not prosperous? Why am I not fulfilling my dream yet? The question is, is how are you on waiting on God? Now, there's a difference. This really upsets me. When people say, oh, I'm just waiting on God. So I'm not going to make a website. I'm not going to make do my photo shoot. I'm not going to make a phone call. I'm, not, I'm just going to sit back, eat Cheetos, and sleep all day. So God appoints the Kairos moment for me. No, get your butt up and work. But I'm saying, though, it's a matter of God just pointing his finger. Now it's his time. Kairos. Now it's your time. So whenever it's your time, understand this, my friends. Paul, he got saved. It took him 13 years before he started his ministry. Jesus, the amazing Jesus, the very reason why we're here, took 30 years for three years of ministry. Galatians 6, 9. Let us not grow weary in doing good. Here's the big word. Let us not become. This, this version I have here says grow. Let us not become weary in doing good. 
For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. How much longer do I have to keep setting up these chairs? How much time do I have to keep putting up and just and being at this practice and being here and doing this news prayer meeting? We get tired. See, here's the thing. Let us not become. Become means this. You're not there. You're becoming. So you can become weary. You're, you can start slowly getting weary. It's not just boom, you're weary. It's you start getting there. There's a saying that says, the frog, you put him in hot boiling water, he'll just jump right out. You put a frog in room temperature water and slowly make the temperature get hotter and hotter, he'll keep swimming around, not knowing the water's about to boil, and he's, he's dead. You see, you grow weary, you become weary. So check yourself and say, am I becoming weary? Am I becoming tired? Am I becoming for those of you who want to join part of the leadership in this church, by the way, if you join the leadership thing, you're going to get all the whole nine yards, what's going on with what we're doing here. You're, we're, those are the people that we're going to be looking to to say, hey, what do you think about this event? Should we plan this event? Should we do this? Hey, this is what we're trying to do. Hey, here's the series we're looking at. So these are people who are going to get all the stuff in between in Living Faith Church. Just FYI. So if you want to be part of leadership, reach out to Casey. But here's the thing. In leadership, it's easy to become weary. Very, very easy. Let's not become weary. My version says, let us not grow weary in doing good. For in due season, you will reap a harvest. It says, you will reap a harvest if you do not give up in proper time. Say time. time. Last verse here I have, and then we'll, go, we'll have some fun. We'll be praying. But is the first one is, you'll be tested in your dream. Next one is understanding the timing of your dream. And the last one here is the transferring of your dream. You see, your dream is not just your dream. Your dream was birthed inside of you for a purpose. Well, I want to have a business. How is that for God's purpose? We looked at the first verse there, which was Deuteronomy 8.28, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. I'm going to say it right now. Have you ever heard of the theology that God wants you broke? He wants you sick just to keep you humble? I'm going to say that's baloney. That's from the devil. God wants you healed. He wants you prosperous. You cannot be a good Samaritan and pay for someone's sickness if you're broke. The question was, the good, the religion that God accepts is one who takes care of the orphans and looks after the widows. You can't take care of the orphans or widows if you got no money. So God requires you to have money. So the transferring of the dream. Your dream is revealed and then transferred to you. How? How is it transferred to you? Say the word serving. 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 It is through your serving that your dream becomes transferred to you. Stephen, I've been working my butt off for this dream for years. But nothing happens. I'm going to show you in scripture that it's through serving that you find your destiny. Exodus chapter 3 is where Moses was serving as a servant to Jethro. His Father-in-law, Jethro's father-in-law. He was a shepherd as, uh, watching over Jethro's sheep. And he was tending the sheep. He was saying, come on, sheep, let's go, let's go. And that's as he, as he was tending the sheep, not, not his own sheep, his father-in-law's sheep, he was getting someone else's sheep, taking care of them. That's when the, the Bible says that God came down in a burning bush and gave the command to Moses. It was in the middle of serving. 1 Samuel chapter 9 is when Samuel was looking for his father's donkeys. 
and in looking for his father's donkeys is when Samuel gets anointed by Saul as king over Israel. Get this. Saul was looking for his father's donkeys. The donkeys were gone. They were looking for them. They were lost. But here he is. Saul is looking for the father's donkeys. And then it was when that Samuel then anoints Saul as king over Israel. One last one. 1 Samuel 17. There was a war against Goliath and the people. And David, he wasn't even a soldier. David was not a soldier. The fa- his father, Jesse, says, hey, 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 David, come here. He's a shepherd boy. Come here, go grab these food, some cheese, some crackers. Bring us over to the soldiers, your brothers out there in the war zone. David served his father and served his brothers food. But in serving is when David got the anointing of God to take down Goliath. So here's the deal. If you're wondering, why isn't my dream coming about? Why isn't the, God, the call of God upon my life? This question is, are you serving? The serving, when you're serving, is when God's anointing, God's calling on your life gets transferred to you. Luke 16, 10 to 12. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with little will be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy with handling worldly wealth, Who will trust you in true riches? If you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? If you can't serve another person, you can't obtain your own. You can't obtain it. So that's the reason why, you know, I'm reading all kinds of books, and they're saying the church, let me just pause right here. Angela and I, you know, we've been blessed with businesses and such. It is easy for us. We can go ahead and hire we can hire a band. We can hire a band. We can pay a band. We can go ahead and hire, you know, some people to set up for us. We can hire, you know, people out there to go and make websites for us. And we can hire this, we can hire that. And just pay people. But I was telling this to Johnny the other night. The Lord's really working on my heart. The church is not a business. Don't look at it as that. The church is a place where people are planted. And because of that, the church is a community. So easily, easily, we're missing a drummer because he had to take care of some stuff at work. The question was, do we hire a drummer? I said, no. The Lord put it in my heart really strongly not to just go pay someone. Because here's the deal. If I go ahead and pay a band, which... They'll, eventually they'll make move, music and movies. They'll make music and, and whatever else, and they'll be compensated and all stuff. We give honor, honors due. The Bible says that very biblical. But if I just say, you know, oh, I'm going to go and build this church with my, my own money, my own resources. I'm going to go and build this church with my own, my own, my own, my own, my own. It becomes about Stephen. But it's not. Last verse, Matthew 25, 23. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things, and I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Here's the funny part. Well done, good and talented servant? No. He doesn't care about talent. Well done, good and skilled speaker servant. 
So if you're saying, Steve, I, in your heart, you say, I, I want to be part of the leadership of this church and, and preach one day and be part of a, uh, host my own connect, my connect group. I want to be part of the, the, the ins and outs of this church, but I don't know if I, I, I have the, the skill set or even the Bible knowledge or even, here's the thing. God doesn't look for your talent. He looks for a well done, good, and faithful. Not skilled, not talented. He doesn't care about talent. We as humans look at talent, but he looks at the faithful. Are you faithful? When stuff hits the fan, are you gonna be faithful? When the tough gets going, are you gonna be faithful? My friends, I want you to hear my heart. Living Faith Church is not a Stephen and Angela show. It's not. I would love it if, if I don't preach every single Sunday, and maybe like once a month, maybe I would love to host it, because I'm cool, I love, I love being cameras and stuff. But outside of that, you know, I would love for there to be a rotation of people speaking over here and saying like, here's what God spoke to my heart. And here's the vision, my friends. Little Italy, we're gonna plant that church. The next one, while we're still in Little Italy, is that what Lord's put in my heart. I'm gonna say it right now, put a church in, on Miramar Road, there in the Miramisa area. Because people need to hear the gospel without the hypocrisy, without the, the shame, the guilt, the condemnation. They need to hear Jesus without all the other fluffs. It's in fluffsky. My friends, for those of you out there who are thinking of yourself being part of this, please do prayerfully consider it. Talk to Casey. Casey will ask everybody actually. And she'll probably text everyone. Text the number, the world leadership. But I want us to pray right now. Everyone, everyone's eyes closed, heads bowed. And we'll grub with some tacos. For those of you who are watching online, thank you for joining us. If you're in San Diego, please join us here. Be part of what we're doing. God loves you. We love you. But tonight, for those of us here who struggle with our dreams, who struggle with our making our dreams a reality, we're fighting, we're, we're hustling, we're bustling, but somehow it just doesn't work. It's not working the way we hope it to be. Right now, tonight, I want us to understand timing, the testing, the timing, and the transferring. The testing is, are you willing to give it up? See, God will give you your dream, but you better make sure it doesn't become your God. The testing, the timing, the kairos, the kairos from a God-appointed moment. And the last one is the transferring. Are you willing to serve your way to your success? All these people, all these people receive their calling of God on their life through serving. Tonight, first off, if you're here and you, you say, you know what, Stephen, I'm not even sure about this whole Jesus thing. Every eyes closed, every head bowed. If you're here first off and saying, I want to start this cool relationship with Jesus, just peek at me right now if that's you. So Father God, right now, for those who will open up their eyes, look at me. Everyone pray this prayer out loud to support them. Say, Dear Jesus, I give you my heart. Here I am.
I give you all of it. Thank you for your sacrifice on that cross. I receive your forgiveness and grace. I have faith in you and you alone. I claim God is my Father. Heaven is my home. And I love you. Speak to me. Give me your Holy Spirit. And change my life. The second part here tonight, if you are here, I want us to pray for our dreams to become a reality. Every eye closed, every head bowed. If you're here, you say, I want God to help me to understand this timing process, the testing process, and the transferring through serving. I need God to help me. I need to start that process today, the, the testing, the timing, and the transferring. Every hand up right now, just lift up your hands to heaven. By faith. It looks feels weird, it seems weird, but just lift up your hands by faith. By faith, lift up your hands and just pray. I'll pray over right now over you. In the name of Jesus, for every person tonight whose hands lifted high, I pray, God, that their dreams will become a reality, but by your spirit, God. By your spirit, that the timing, the testing, and the transferring, God, would happen in their life. Lord, I pray for peace in their hearts. In the midst of their waiting, of the timing, and in the midst of their testing, where it seems tough, the questions, the heartache, God, but they will not grow weary in their serving of the transferring. I thank you, Lord, that you are making world shakers, history makers in this very room tonight. And Lord, that we will minister unto you everything that we do. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. And we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church Podcast.